Hi, it's Mark Zinkowitz, and welcome to the Seed World Podcast. The National Association of Plant Breeders annual meeting has gone virtual this year. Organizers at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln have worked hard to find the best technology solutions to facilitate an engaging, meaningful, and valuable experience for those who attend. As always this year, the NAPB is honoring three individuals who have made a big difference in the world of plant breeding. Wayne Hanna is the Lifetime Achievement Award winner. Emily Zimke is the Early Career Scientist Award winner. While Luis Verde takes the Plant Breeding Impact Award for 2020. Enjoy our chat. The NAPB Lifetime Achievement Award recognizes distinguished long-term service to the plant breeding discipline through research, teaching, outreach, and leadership. This year, it's given to Dr. Wayne Hanna of the University of Georgia, an internationally recognized plant breeder of grasses and grain crops, particularly turf grass and pearl millet. Wayne grew up on a farm in south-central Texas, attended Texas A&M University, and received his PhD in genetics in 1970. After an initial position in white clover breeding at the University of Florida, he took a position with the U.S. Department of Agriculture, Agricultural Research Service at Tifton. From 1971 through 2002, he served as a research geneticist, research leader, and location leader, collaborating closely with colleagues at the university. City of Georgia. During his career, he's developed and released 31 cultivars and 35 parental lines, inbreds, and improved germplasms of turf, ornamental, and forage genera with 27 plant patents and 4 plant patents in final review. His cultivars are used nationally and internationally for summer grazing and on athletic fields, including the World Cup and the Olympics, golf courses, and for landscaping. He is the author or co-author on over 670 scientific papers. He's directed the research of 10 graduate students and 18 visiting scientists and postdocs, and has collaborated with over 150 national and international scientists. If you're going to be a plant breeder that spends time out in the field and looking at plants, uh, every day is different. Uh, you, you have to kind of get to know your plants. And, you know, the plant breeding principles are basic. It's kind of almost, you know, there are some basic plant breeding principles and that can be applied to any crop. Uh, and, you know, I started out with clover, wound up with grasses, went back to ornamentals, trees, uh, fruit trees, pine trees. So, you know, the, the principles are basically the same. You have to modify the approach a little, uh, but uh, the genetic, plant breeding principles are very similar, you know, for any crop. Well, I've been reading some some articles about you, and, and I know you've said that, that one of the most satisfying parts of your career was was doing things that really made a difference to to consumers. Can you can you tell me a little bit about that? Well, you know, uh, we, we always uh, try to communicate with the industry, whether it's the people that are producing the seed or the plants or the customer that's using them, try to uh, determine the needs uh, for the future and then, you know, work to uh, 
satisfying those needs. For instance, uh, with uh, uh, just some couple of things that come to my mind is uh, Tiff Eagle, which was a putting green uh, grass that we developed. I was at a meeting in uh, Boca Raton, Florida in 1983, uh, gave a talk to the U.S. Golf Association Green Section, and somebody said, you know, uh, we need a Bermuda grass for the south, southern half of the United States that putts like bent grass, which is bent grass are kind of considered the uh, queen of the putting greens uh, for golf courses. And, um, but it only grows in a cool temperature, it won't grow in the south. So I went home and we started developing Tiff Eagle. And uh, it took us about 12 or 15 years, but we came out with Tiff Eagle in the late uh, 1990s. Uh, and today it's still a leading putting green grass, even though the patents have expired, uh, it's still a leading putting green grass that you can put on, mow to one eighth of an inch. Some people mow it every tenth, but we recommend mowing an eighth of an inch every day. Uh, and it, it's fast and it's uniform, it's stayed uniform. A lot of, there's some other competitors that try to uh, move into the market and they did capture a market for a short time. We stuck with our data. We didn't try to make claims that we can't substantiate. Uh, we had data. We approach it, all of our cultivars, whether it's ornamentals, uh, turf, uh, trees, whatever it is, we do everything. Uh, we approach it from a scientific point of view. We replicate everything. We look at different environments. We look at it over time. Uh, and so when it leaves us, out of our research plots, we're usually pretty sure that it's going to be successful. We don't let the industry take the chances on whether it's going to be successful. We try to pretty well make sure of that before it leaves our research plots. Somebody uh, asked me one time, uh, what's the most satisfying part of your job? And uh, I said, you know, the best thing, uh, the best part of uh, comments that you can get is I remember Years ago, a lady from North Atlanta somewhere called me and said, Wayne, you know, Tiff Blair centipede is in my lawn. That uh, Tiff Blair has made the prettiest lawn that I've ever had. Well, that's that's the part that really satisfying when you're a plant breeder, breeder that the customer uh, really enjoys, uh, whether they're a golf course or whether they're a home on uh, a home lawn. If they're happy and you made a contribution to their needs, you know, that's the satisfying part of the whole job. I think uh, young plant breeders are uh, better trained today than I've, than we have ever been at, at my stage. And, uh, but there's a lot, of, lot to be gained from experience out there in the field too. I guess I could have a few suggestions, but I, if I was gonna have one suggestion is under promise, over produce. Pretty make sure that what you tell people that a cultivar will do, that it will do it. Uh, and under under promise a little. It's always better for the cultivar to perform better than you said, than to perform not as well as you said. Uh, and so if I had only one suggestion, it would be under promise, over produce. This year's Early Career Scientist Award winner is Emily Zimke of Corteva AgriScience. She was also recognized last year as SeedWorld's future giant of the seed industry. 
Based in Minnesota, Emily is the North American Corn Technology Lead for Corteva AgriScience, where she deploys the latest technologies to improve the quality of genetic data and increase diversity within the company's corn germplasm. Emily is not only a subject matter expert in her field, but she's also decided to be broadly involved within the industry. She has a great breadth of experience in industry and academia, and is an avid volunteer for key professional groups aligned with the work of the seed industry. Originally from California, this young scientist can now be found thriving in the Midwest. Yeah, so I've been in Minnesota for 11 years now. Um, I went to graduate school at the U, the University of Minnesota, um, up in the Twin Cities. And, um, you know, just really, really love the Midwest. I was very interested in plant breeding and being, you know, right in the heart of the Corn Belt here in southern Minnesota. Um, it's easy to do plot walks. It's easy to visit growers, things like that. So it's a great place to live. And there's also great, you know, work-life balance. I can afford a home here. There's great outdoor recreation. So it's it's a really nice part of the country to live in. Yeah, so my work right now is on how we effectively deploy new technologies in our field breeding programs. So a technology could be a new way of taking phenotypic data. It could be a new way of doing data analysis, um, a new method of genotyping, and making sure that, you know, people are always excited about new technologies. There's always a lot of hype, but how do we make sure that anything that we apply in the field in our breeding programs at Corteva is going to work and is going to bring a lot of value to the plant breeders and in the end bring a lot of value to farmers. Um, you know, when I was in grad school, they talked about how, you know, when molecular markers came out, that was going to change everything. When the whole genome sequences came out, that was going to change everything. And those technologies, they did change everything, but they didn't necessarily um, lead to the total, total revolution. <laughs> That that's necessarily promised at the time. Um, you know, technology is amazing, but you have to figure out how to best apply it and make sure that it's going to bring a lot of value to folks. And, and that's what my job is, is to make sure we look at new things, make sure they're going to work for us, and then figure out how to, how to apply them efficiently, cost-effectively um, in the field. I've been involved with NAPB since I was a graduate student. So I've attended a bunch of the meetings. Um, I was involved in some of the graduate student activities. And then prior to receiving the award, I was on the communications committee. So I helped start the NAPB Twitter account. Um, I worked with a bunch of other people on the NAPB Facebook page to try and get the word out about NAPB. So I've been quite active in the organization and, and I find it brings a lot of value. You know, I, I love my colleagues at Corteva. We have some of the smartest people in the industry working here but it's really fun and energizing to talk to folks from the public sector, to talk to folks from other companies, just brings, brings a different perspective to, to our work. You know, I had, remember a great conversation I had at an NAPB meeting, gosh, I don't remember which year it was, but several years ago with a grad student about how to implement genomic selection in blueberries. And that's certainly not something that, that a Corteva breeder would normally, would normally be thinking about. That's not one of the crops that we work in. Um, but that was both really fun and some of the challenges that they have, you know, in terms of the generation time and things like that just got me thinking, thinking about things in a different way and, and just gave me some ideas for my own work. So it, it's a fun organization to be part of. So one of the things that initially attracted me to plant breeding is how it sits at the intersection of so many different disciplines. You know, plant breeders have always been integrators. They've always worked with statisticians, with food scientists, with agronomists. 
And I think that's more true now than ever. No one can be an expert in every single field that the plant breeder touches, but building deep expertise in one area and then knowing how to ask the right questions, knowing how to collaborate, knowing how to work really effectively with everybody from the marketing folks to the agronomists to the folks in the lab who are helping you with say genotyping to the statisticians, that, that's where success comes from is being able to be that team player. The NAPB Plant Breeding Impact Award goes to Luis Verde this year. This award recognizes an individual in the public or private sector who's made significant advancements in the field of plant breeding, specifically in the area of applied variety and or technology development. Luis is Maize Product Development Director for Latin America and Global Sorghum Lead for Corteva AgriScience, where he focuses on breeding technologies and methods to accelerate genetic gain and continue delivering the best products to the market. He has made significant contributions by leading and participating in breakthrough initiatives that have become landmarks of transformation and modernization of breeding across all crops and geographies. Uh, when uh, I studied in, in Argentina and uh, when I finished my high school, uh, I did, uh, you go directly to, to the career that you, your choice. And I did one year of med school uh, to find out that uh, I really didn't like med school. So uh, I switched to, to agronomy. So, uh, so I, I can say that uh, I started uh, med school. So, uh, you know, like, uh, uh, I, I didn't know uh, that I wanted to be a plant breeder. Uh, I knew that I liked genetics, and, and that's oh. why I, uh, I was looking into different careers to do that. I, I knew that I liked science. Uh, oh. I, I knew that uh, I wanted to be outside and, 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 and enjoy the, the outdoors. Uh, and I knew that I wanted to do a job that had a big impact in society. And uh, after I started agronomy, uh, really fast I learned about plant breeding and, and that plant breeding uh, kind of covered all my, my motivational areas. And so it was a no-brainer to, to start directing all my career towards plant breeding. Uh, you need to put the time, you need to put the effort to, to be successful. Uh, so nothing comes uh, comes easy right away. And uh, the the other point for for young people, it's um, sometimes when you get out of school, like you are used to your thesis and working uh, with your professor, but it, it's your work. And and uh, when when you get into uh, the industry, uh, it's a team effort, and and you need to learn how to work uh, with, with other members of, uh, of the team to, to be successful in, in, in anything that, that you do. And then the, the, last, the last thing that I will say it, um, for young people, uh, uh, they want everything right away. And, and plant breeding is uh, something that it takes its time. And, and to be uh, able to see that success, sometimes it takes seven, 10 years. To, to see that product that you started uh, being in the farmer's field, that, that, that is the ultimate goal of, of every breeder, no? like helping farmers, help, helping society uh, to, to improve yields. Uh, and, and so they need to be patient because uh, if not, uh, it's going to be a long road if they want success right away. 
For more great podcasts, visit SeedWorld.com.